we're going to go back to what we talked about before, the benefits of salvation in Christ. So as you become believers in God, um, a couple things happen in your life, things change, and we're going to pursue four different things that they kind of talk about. We talked about prayer last time, and now we're going to talk about baptism. Do you guys know what baptism is? No? No? Jason, you got something, anything? Okay, like like what, like obe- obedience to him? Okay, you got anything, Emma? No? Well, that's pretty, that's pretty close. <laughs> so I'll read you a definition of it, right? It's pretty long, but I gotta read it. So baptism is a command of the New Testament given by the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is a public sign that the person baptized is in fellowship with Jesus Christ, like you said, in, the, in his death, burial, and resurrection. And is a sign that his sins have been forgiven, and that he has given himself to God through Jesus Christ to live and to walk in obedience with him. And we get that from one scripture, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, where Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ commands us to baptize those in Christ and to be baptized to show obedience in his commandments. As in scripture, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So kind of a reference in Romans 6, I'm going to read to y'all, that it's almost basically an example of what Christ did. You know, we die to ourselves, but we're alive in Christ. And so the scripture in Romans comes in saying, or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we are to may walk in the newness of life. Because when we accept Christ, we die to our old selves. That sin life, we repent of those sins, we die to our sin, and now we are alive in Christ. We've been made new as a new creation. And baptism kind of imitates that. It's like the image of what he does. So when we believe in Jesus and trust him alone, we are not slaves to our sin anymore because we're either slaves to sin or we're slaves to Christ, right? There's the only two. Um, so now, from slaves to sin, we have slaves with Christ, which is where we get our freedom. We, have, we are dead to sin, but now made alive in Christ. We become children of God and slaves to him, which gives us freedom in him. So we praise God for that. That's, that's freedom in him. And we know that by Galatians where it says, for you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, get it, have clothed yourselves with Christ. So baptism is a pretty big theme in the Bible, right? But here's a question I got for y'all. So according to the Bible, who should be baptized? Should it be believers, non-believers, and is it necessary for salvation? What do you think, Lincoln? I don't even think anything. Okay, well, at least you're honest. What do you think, Emma? Okay. Yeah, all right. I like that. What about you, Jason? Got anything? Hey, I like that. That's good. Hey. <laughs> so, yes, that's great answers, guys. Awesome. So, baptism is only to be given to those who've repented, which means to turn away from your sin, of their sins, and come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, big thing. And we got some scripture I'm going to read y'all. Kind of long, but it shows that usually you have to believe in Christ and repent before you get baptized. If you do it the other way around, it doesn't really work. There's not really a meaning to it, right? So we go to Acts 8, where it says, but when they believed Philip, which he was talking then, 
as he was preaching the good news about the kingdom of God and in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were being baptized. So what did you guys, did you guys hear that at all? The first part? What did it say at the first part? Okay, close. But when they believed, right? That was it. So when they believed, then they baptized the men and women. It wasn't, they just baptized them and then they believed, right? It's always got to come as believing and repenting first. Acts 8 comes at it again saying, as they went along the road, they came to some water. And at this time, Philip was talking to a guy about this and preaching the word to him and he believed in the word. And so he said, look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And he ordered that the chariot stop and they both went down to the water and Philip as well as the eunuch and he baptized them. So before that, it was coming to the context that he had heard the word, he heard the gospel, heard the truth of Jesus and he believed, okay? So in both texts, we see that only ba- so we see that they were only baptized after repenting, right? Is that, you guys agree with that? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Lincoln. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> repenting of their sins and believing in Jesus Christ and not before. So baptism is only for those who believe in Jesus Christ. This also shows that if you are not a believer, then baptism is nothing. And it means nothing because there's no proof of obedience in Christ by faith alone. So we know for sure it's only faith alone in Christ alone, Correct. So baptism, if you weren't believing in God, really wouldn't mean much. You just get dunked in water and you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to live my wicked, sinful life and nothing's changed, right? There's no heart change. There's nothing. Well, they don't like water. <laughs> well, we're going to get into the scripture that says you should. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. So baptism will not save you, period. It will not save, you know, anything from babies, kids, or adults, okay? Only through the hearing of the gospel of Jesus Christ and believing in the true God, true Son of God, which is Jesus, will save you from eternal damnation, right? So just being dunked in water without knowing Christ will, is kind of nothing. So now, let me ask you guys a question. How are believers to be baptized? You've probably seen it before. Have you seen anyone get baptized before? Yeah. Yeah? What did it look like? <laughs> what? Okay. I like that. <laughs> what about you, Emma? What do you got? Okay. Gotcha. So here's, here it is. So bap, um, baptizers. <laughs> Believers are to be baptized by what they call immersion in water, which just means, you ever see them like they dunk them in the water and bring them back up? It's kind of like where it shows the whole body in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, according to the command of Jesus and the practice of the apostles. And Matthew 3.16 has a clear proof, and this is why we go to Scripture to show us the proof of that, right? And it says, after he was baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And so the idea is he actually was baptized in water, right? But he was also baptized in the Holy Spirit, too. <laughs> and so it gets more into that. But the idea is he baptized in water, and full immersion in the water. So baptism is when they immerse your whole body in the water and naming the Trinity, right? Because the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all play a part in the salvation of believers as they are co-equal and co-eternal. Therefore, salvation of every sinner is completed by all three persons of the Trinity. So it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all play a part in baptism and salvation. They all play a part in salvation. And so uh, I have a really great quote, but it's a little long, so I won't read it today. But if you guys want to hear it, it's from B.B. Warfield, so let me know if y'all want to hear it. <laughs> no, too long. I love you, though. I'll tell you later. So, when someone has made a commitment to serve Christ and be obedient to him and to trust in the Lord, say, or in our Lord Jesus Christ, what is the responsibility of those who have been baptized? 
You guys have an idea? So once someone's baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know, they're dead to their sin, they're alive in Christ, they've chosen Christ, they believe and trust in him, so what do they do after that? What do you got? You're, yeah, you're right. I mean, the thing about it is we're still sinners, right? But we're gonna sin less and we're gonna despise our sin. We're gonna wanna not want to sin, right? We wanna serve Christ and the things that are good to him. We wanna serve that, not our old wicked ways from the past as best we can, but... So, to become members of the local church of Jesus Christ and there to serve him using the gifts God has given you, okay? So, we should serve our local churches as like here, you know, whatever we can do to serve our church, uh, church, sorry. We are united in Christ, and he is the one who unites us. We just try to preserve it by serving the church in any way possible. You know, if let's say like, Emma, you're serving the church in any way, maybe helping clean one day, or Lincoln, you're helping take out trash, or Jason, you're helping with the kids' message one day, just handing out stuff to the kids, right? Yeah, you ready for that? No. But, <laughs> but the idea is you're serving the church. You're serving the people here, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. You know, in examples, we have elders and deacons and people who faithfully serve our church for sending out, let's say, like birthday cards to, to check in on the members. You know, those are huge. Those are important in our church. There's such a joy to see that. And um, being obedient in the church and serving one another is what we should do as Christians who have even been baptized. So the reason I'm getting that is baptism isn't for anything for salvation but it's for obedience in Christ. You know, we want to strive for that obedience to him. So it's a command from Jesus, but it's a lesser command from the aspect of salvation and believing and trusting in him. So after you believe and trust in him, you should want to be baptized because it's a joy to serve him and show your obedience to him, right? And what a joy is to serve our church. So hopefully that makes sense to y'all about baptism. If you have any questions, come talk to anyone, uh, your, your parents, Owen, me. Just, just ask us questions, okay? What you got? That's a good question. I actually have, and I was done at 10 years old, but when I was 10 years old, I wanna ask you a question. Do you think I knew Christ really back then? And I say that because you probably didn't know me back then, but I really didn't know Christ very well back then. I was just a kid, and they said, you know what, you gotta be baptized, and there was a danger in that, because they said, hey, you gotta be baptized. So they baptized me, I went with it, I was 10 years old. And I got out of the water, and I was like, huh, well, what do I do now, you know? No one really guided me, and so, at 10 years old, I went to church and I did that, but was my heart really changed? I re should I have really been baptized? Probably not. I didn't understand Christ. I didn't understand the truth of the gospel very well. So really in that moment, it wasn't a good idea, you know? But that's why we're here today teaching you guys the truths of scripture because we want you to understand that and make that decision, okay? Of course, you always talk with your parents, talk with, you know, read the word. We want you to understand this before you even go through a baptism. And even, for example, I've had Owen uh, with me one time, and a guy, I think a person brought a guy up to him and said, hey, this is my friend so-and-so, he wants to be baptized, can we do that? You know, and first, yeah, there, there, that's a good call, okay. So the reason's why, and he says, well, we don't know where he lies with Christ, you know, we can't just baptize him and call it good, because if he goes and be baptized, then he does what he does normally, really no point. So we have to know for sure if he really is a believer in Christ, if he trusts in him and made that commitment to him. So that's what we strive for. We want to teach you that because I don't want you just to just get baptized like I did and just go, huh, well, what do I do now? I don't know anything about scripture. I don't know about the word. I don't know about Jesus and the gospel. I don't know about repentance and sin. So it's so important why we're here teaching you. Well, that is the immersion part. <laughs> You're not wrong. So that's why I say ask questions, okay, to your family members that you can trust in the word. Ask Owen, 
Um, and I'd, I'd encourage you to do that because it's so important. It's something you can't, you know, we gotta take this seriously, right? Scripture's serious, the word is serious, baptism's serious, it's all serious, but what a joy we have in God, we can come to him for that, right? So I'm gonna end there because I'll keep talking. So thank you for this time, kids, and I'm gonna pray for real quick and we'll get back to worshiping God. God, we come before you today and just thank you for this time to teach your word, and we pray that the Holy Spirit's the primary instructor of that word, that what we're saying is, hopefully not in an error against your word. We thank you for this time to understand baptism, knowing that it isn't for the aspects of salvation, but an obedience in you, that it is a joy that we can serve you as a holy thrice God to honor you and glorify you in prayer and in the baptism to show we are dead to our sin and chose you and not slaves of sin anymore, but alive in Christ. And so we pray for more of that knowledge of the word and to strive just to imitate you as best we can. And we praise you and thank you. And in your name we pray, amen.